Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. Week 6. Week 6 is here. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic season. Hopefully you're sitting with a winning record and you're sitting nice in your season-long leagues. If you play DFS, hopefully you're having a solid year. Last week, we had a very chalky week five uh, for DFS. If you're not on the chalk, which I usually am not in the in the uh, tournament world just because I like to go more contrarian, it likely wasn't a good week for you last week in uh, DFS. And that's what today's podcast will be about. We're going to take a look at the week six um, uh, DFS main slate. If you're playing the Millionaire Maker, if you're playing the Slant, whether you're playing the Red Zone, whatever it is you're playing over on DraftKings or FanDuel, if you're playing on both sides, we're going to look more on the DraftKings right now. Just got to, that's where a lot of my action goes to. So, I'm, so, so we're going to look at uh, different scenarios for DraftKings this weekend from the main slate. So we're going to talk about that, talk about much more, um, kind of take a look at some stacks we're looking at for this upcoming weekend. So without further ado, let's go on and jump right on into it. Today's podcast, we're going to talk DFS. It's much more of a DFS version than it is season-long. We do a lot more season-long for our Monday and Friday uh, uh, podcast. Wednesdays is usually dedicated to our first look at the DFS slate for over on DraftKings. If you have not followed us over on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. On Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website, as always, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't the only thing, it's the genius thing. Uh, Hopefully, guys, like I said, hopefully you guys are uh, having a nice year. And if you're not having a nice year, maybe you're having a rough start to the year, maybe you need to figure out what kind of moves you need to make to put your team back into contention for the playoffs that's what our mastermind chat is all about. If you've not checked into our mastermind chat, I definitely recommend taking a look at it. We have weekly, monthly, full season packages available. Definitely think it's worthwhile to at least take a look at it. No, uh, don't have to worry about uh, getting your question answered because if you enter a question with our mastermind chat, that question is going to get answered within 24 hours, 100% of the time. Those that have already signed up for our Mastermind Chat, I think we're having some good conversations. They're liking it, talking about how I'm helping them win their leagues, helping them win games. That could be you, so make sure you check out our Mastermind Chat. We also have our season-long and DFS packages still available, weekly and full season available for both those packages as well. Plenty of articles thrown out throughout the week. Enough of that. Let's get on right into the podcast, talk about DFS this week, talk about plays that we're looking at. First off, before we start talking to players, uh, if, if we look at the games... I think there's going to be a couple games that are going to stick out to me for maybe like a high-scoring game. We're looking at the Houston-Kansas City game. Obviously, plenty of stars in that game, plenty of talent in that game. It's going to be very popular as well. you got Mahomes, you got Watson, you have DeAndre Hopkins, um, you have the Houston, Houston pass catchers, the Kansas City pass catchers. Plenty of weapons to go, along, go around. Likely going to be very popular as well. So if we're not looking at the Houston-Kansas City game, what kind of game are we looking at to maybe kind of uh, drift away from the, uh, the, the, big, the big people there in that game? I'm looking at the Atlanta-Arizona game. I think that game could be a shootout as well. Obviously, Arizona wants to, wants to put up as many plays as possible. Atlanta, been doing well throwing the ball. I think we get Julio Jones back. And if, if you played Julio Jones last week, you're likely going to play him this week as well. Had a down game last week, but Arizona... 
The matchup is just too good to, to pass up. And so if you're on Julio Jones last week, if you're on Calvin Ridley last week, if you're on Austin Hooper last week, you're likely on them again. Matt Ryan, same thing. I don't know if I trust Matt Ryan as a GPP option. It just seems like the the upside isn't there. I, I, I think he's much more of a cash game play right now. He's very consistent, but it doesn't seem like he has that upside that maybe we want from our GPP play. Yes, yes, he can have a monster game. But for the most part, it seems like these other other quarterbacks is the way I'm going at for my GPP options. I'm looking at Matt Ryan more of a cash game play. Um, but that, again, that can change as I, as I look dive, dive deeper into it. Arizona is a horrible defense. Matt Ryan could have a monster day, but it just seems like he's more of a cash game play for me than he is a GPP play just from what I'm looking at. But that doesn't mean we can't start uh, the, the wide receivers there in Atlanta. I even kind of like uh, Devonta, uh, Devonta Freeman as well in that, in that, uh, that game just because what he can do with, out of the backfield of the pass catcher. Austin, Austin Hooper, been great this year. Calvin Ridley had to had start, start this year and was kind of struggled. Last week he kind of got back on track. He was the guy that kind of was looked upon um, by Matt Ryan in that shootout with the Houston Texans last week. So there's plenty of options in Arizona and Atlanta. Um, so if you want to step away from that Houston and Kansas City game, I can see the Atlanta-Arizona being a game we can look at, look at. Maybe you take a look at the San Francisco-Los Angeles Rams game. We can take a look at that game as well. We can also look at the Dallas Cowboys' uh, entire offense against a bad Jets team. I'm looking at the Seattle-Cleveland game. I think this game could be possibly a, uh, a, a sneaky shootout. We know what Seattle can do. We know there's a lot of talent there on Cleveland. They've started out the year kind of struggling. Baker Mayfield looked like a disaster um, in Week Five, but he can bounce back. He, he's a player that can that has the weapons around him. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb. There's a lot of talent there in that offense. I like the Ricky Seals Jones there. Um, got a plenty plenty of shares of him in my best ball formats, taking him with my final pick. So I do like the way he landed there in Cleveland. So there's plenty plenty of options there for Cleveland. It's just a matter of can uh, Baker Mayfield put these bad games behind them. I think he can. Yes, Seattle does have a decent defense, but this game could very well kind of sneak out, be a sneaky shootout. Jacksonville, New Orleans, another game that could possibly be a sneak out shootout there as well. Gardner Minshew looks solid, looks nice, looks like a, 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 a capable quarterback out there. I like what he's doing there. D.D. Westbrook, I, I like Westbrook a little more than I think DJ, DJ Shark. Just because I think Latimer is going to maybe be on Shark a little more than he is D.D. Westbrook. So this might be a D.D. Westbrook game for New Orleans. Um, so I'm sorry, for Jacksonville against New Orleans. And if we're looking for New Orleans, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, the same people there. Teddy Bridgewater last week had a fantastic game, so we know that he can get the job done as well. Those are kind of a few, a few of the games I'm looking at if I'm going to try to avoid this Kansas City-Houston game. There's no way I can avoid it completely. You have to have shares of that game just because there's too much uh, firepower there. There's too many star talent options there. If you don't have shares of that game, I think you're doing it wrong. Maybe you go a little lighter in, in, in your shares that you have, but I think you definitely, if you're a multi-entry player, you definitely have to have shares of that Houston-Kansas City game. If you fade it completely, I think it's wrong. You likely are going to be sitting out the entire weekend if that's the case because you're not going to have a shot of maybe uh, getting into that big money because I think that game is going to be the high scoring game so I definitely want to make sure I have shares but I'm also going to make sure I have shares where I don't have that game and I'm looking at other options as well so if we start looking at the quarterback position if it, let's, let's go ahead and start with that Houston Kansas City game I do love both quarterbacks and I'm picking between the two I think I like Deshaun Watson a little more just because that um, Mahomes suffered that ankle injury last week um, he had the same thing happen I think in week one as well so this is mobility down a little bit. That's what Mahomes uh, relies on is mobility. Makes him a much better player outside the pocket than inside the pocket. 
I think he's fine for this game, but I think if I pick between the two, and again, you also can save $800 in your salary for Watson over, over Mahomes. So I'm looking at Watson a little more than I am Mahomes, but I'm going to have five shares of both of them just because what they can do with their legs and their arm. I also like Kyler Murray. We're talking about Kyler Murray uh, going up against a bad Atlanta defense. This game's also going to be a shootout as well, so I think you can look at Matt Ryan as well. But as I talked about, I think Matt Ryan's more of a cash game play for me than he is a GPP play. If I'm looking at upside, I think I like the, the upside of Murray a little more than Ryan just because of what Murray can do with his feet. Last week we saw him start to – we're starting to see him more and more using his, his legs to kind of get him points. Starting to realize that he is a Clingsbury um, uh, is finally starting to realize that Murray does need to be active, doesn't need to be moving around. So if, if you're going to give me a quarterback that can do as much with his arms as his legs, I'm going to go with that route as well. So I think Murray is a little more of a higher upside than Ryan, but I think Ryan's a little safer play if you're looking for your cash game plays. Dak Prescott, I think he's always in, in, in play just because of what the Cowboys are going to do. Last week, we thought it was going to be an Ezekiel Elliott game. It was much more of a Dak Prescott game, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. So any given week, I think Dak Prescott is receiving core there in Dallas is playable. Again, if I'm looking to start play one or the other, the Cowboys passing game or the Cowboys running game, I'm looking at the running game just because of the matchup, just because I think they're going to jump out to a lead. But that doesn't mean we can't start Dak Prescott in our GPP options. We have seen this year that he does have monster upside with both Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, both healthy and in the lineup. We also know that Ezekiel Elliott can be involved in the passing game. I think eventually we are going to see him more and more involved in the passing game. If we move down a little further, the San Francisco 49ers do have a decent defense, but Jared Goff has shown that he is a high upside player. Yes, he does turn the ball over um, this year quite a bit, but he's turning, he's, he's erasing those turnovers with touchdowns, with yards. Goff has been a fantastic play this year. If we open up the, uh, the, the, uh, the game log for Jared Goff, he's had some pretty solid, solid games. 20 points start, uh, against New Orleans in Week 2, um, 27 against Tampa Bay, 21 last week against Seattle. I think that's just the uh, the low end of, of his upside. I think he can hit 30. I think he can hit 35 with the right matchup. This is a game that I think maybe they don't look to the ground game with Gurley, which they haven't really in the first place uh, looked at this year anyways. So I think we can see a decent game out of Goff at home, trying to get things back on track for this Rams team that kind of seems like they're struggling a bit to start the year. And coming off that tough loss at, San, at, at Seattle on Thursday night, they're going to want to get bounced back, and I think they're going to do that with the right arm of Jared Goff. I do like Goff and that passing game in Los Angeles versus the 49ers' decent defense. Don't know how much I like Wentz this, this week. Usually Wentz is one of my GPP plays, but I, I do think that he's going to struggle against this Minnesota pass defense. Minnesota does have a good pass, uh, pass defense, so that's why I'm going to stay away from him. Jimmy Garoppolo, another player that I think we can look at in GPP is against the Rams. If the Rams are going to jump out to a lead, maybe that's going to uh, downplay the running game in San Francisco, which has been fantastic to start the year. Maybe that passing game needs to be a little more involved. Now we're seeing George Kittle get more and more involved. If you, if you uh, Going back to season long, last week I thought was the last week we can buy low on George, George Kittle. That seems to be the case. Kittle looks like he's back. I do think that the passing game for San Francisco this week is a nice play in GPPs. Don't like Andy Dalton. Last week, Andy Dalton was a popular play. A lot of people like Dalton um, with the matchup they had, but I think Baltimore might be able to keep this uh, offense down and contain a little bit, so I don't like Andy Dalton as much. I'm not really high on Teddy Bridgewell. I, I talked about that game being a sneaky shootout, but I think I'd rather go with the Michael Thomases and Alvin Kamaras and not go with Teddy Bridgewater for one of my quarterbacks. There's other options that I like over Bridgewater. 
I am going to be looking very intensely at Kirk Cousins. We saw last week he did have a decent game. The passing game did have a decent game. Philadelphia is pretty good against the run, and they do struggle against the pass. This could be one of those games we see Cousins kind of light it up, and I think both Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are in play. And if you really want like a, a sneaky option, maybe you can also look at Kyle Rudolph as well. Starting off the year, Rudolph has not looked very good as a tight end, but we'll get to our tight ends a little later. But I think this is a game that we can possibly see this Minnesota passing game kind of really get on track with the Eagles being a much better rushing defense than they are passing defense. And we've seen wide receiver ones go absolutely bonkers on this Philadelphia defense. That means I think Adam Thielen is one of the better plays this week in season in fantasy or in season long period, any kind of fantasy, DFS, season long, whatever it is. I think Adam Thielen is one of the better plays this week. But I also do like Stefan Diggs to kind of get back on track. If he can kind of get his head right and not be looking to get traded like we're hearing rumors about, I do think Stephon Diggs can have a decent game against this Philadelphia defense. If we jump over to running backs, if we look at the top tier of the running backs, we have Elliott, Cook, Kamara, David Johnson, Nick Chubb, Fournette. Of those group of players there, I think what I'm looking at now uh, for this week for GPPs, I'm likely to be looking at Nick Chubb, going to be looking at some Kamara. I don't know how much of the uh, David Johnson I'm going to have just because of the injury that they have there, and I think that it's going to be much more of a passing game. Yes, David Johnson can can and does be in, in, involved very well, uh, very big in the, pa- the passing game for the Arizona Cardinals, but I think I like the receivers a little more in Arizona than David Johnson, and that injury they suffered is a little worrisome for me. I may have a share or two of Chase Edmonds just because if David Johnson, uh, for some reason, can't go, or maybe he's limited, or maybe he gets knocked out early, Chase Edmonds could be a player that could possibly be a GPP winner, but again, very few shares I'm going to have him just because he's not going to be the top guy there for that. Uh, if we drop down, uh, I also like uh, Leonard Fournette. Again, with all the volume that Fournette's getting for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's going to be always in play for me. Any player that's going to be getting that much volume, I think, is uh, well worth the, the, the start in both season-long and DFS. And I think he's a very uh, solid play in DFS just because he's getting involved in the passing game. He's getting involved in the ground game. He's getting tons of volume. Leonard Fournette is becoming a workhorse monster this year. Seeing back-to-back big games from the Jacksonville Jaguars starting running back. If we drop a little further down, likely not going to have very many shares of uh, Todd Gurley. As I talked about, 49ers are very good against the run. And again, this is a game that I think they're going to be relying on the pass a little more in Los Angeles for the Rams. That's going to kind of keep me off of Gurley. And he hasn't really looked that great um, last couple weeks. Yes, he's had some decent numbers, but a lot of those numbers are coming off of touchdowns that, that, that are inside the five that the passing game is getting him to that end zone spot. And Gurley has taken advantage of that being inside the five. I just don't like the way this game sets up for Todd Gurley on the ground for a GPP option. I think he can be fine if you want to maybe start him for a cash game play. But for GPP, I just don't think the upside's there against a very good San Francisco pass. Uh, ru- I'm sorry, rush defense. I was talking about Devonta Freeman. I think Freeman's a player that we can kind of look at just because of what he, what he is, is involved in the passing game. And if, with this game being against Arizona and wanting to get as many plays as possible for Arizona, we're going to be looking at a running back that's going to be getting Quite a few targets in the passing game. Last couple of weeks, we've seen him get five targets last week, eight targets the week before. I'm mean, sorry, five targets last week, nine targets week four. The week before, he had eight receptions off of those nine targets, only 72 yards. But if he can turn those uh, checkdowns into big plays, we might be able to see a, uh, a ceiling game from Devontae Freeman. I do like Freeman quite a bit this week just because of the matchup and what they're going to be looking at doing in the passing game for, uh, for Atlanta against the Cardinals. 
Likely going to stay away from the Kansas City running back just because we don't know what's going to happen with uh, Damian Williams, Deshaun McCoy, Darrell Williams. Uh, there's so many, so many different, different mouths to feed there, and I think this is going to be much more of a passing game for both sides of the ball. It's going to be a, one of those high, those old-school shootouts, kind of like what the Houston had last week. It's going to be the same thing with Houston and Kansas City. Love the passing game much more than I do the running game for either the Chiefs or the Houston Texans. If I'm picking a running back um, on the 49ers, and again, I'm, I'm likely looking more into the passing game for the 49ers just because of what the 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 outcome of this game I, that I think is going to unfold to be. I think I'm going to be looking at Matt Breda. Matt Breda has looked fantastic. Averaging 15 points on uh, drafting points a week. Last week he had a monster game on Monday night with uh, Tevin Coleman back. I still think uh, Matt Breda is, is is reliable. And again, we're seeing Mike, Mike Shanahan's offenses in, in, in years past has been able to handle two running backs. We've also seen Kyle Shanahan, his son's offenses, being able to hold, handle two running backs in weeks in years past. Going back even, even to his Atlanta years, he's been able to, to withstand two running backs, and those two running backs do have solid years. That's why I think Matt Breda and Tevin Coleman moving forward and this week are, are reliable. But again, I'm looking at the San Francisco passing game more than I am the rushing attack for the 49ers. As for the wide receivers, if we're looking at the top, uh, top of the, the wide receiver group, we have Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham, Adam Thielen. list goes on and on. I'm not very, uh, very high on Odell Beckham. Uh, Going up against Seattle's defense, I just think that there's something going on with Odell Beckham. There's, he, he just isn't the same player that we thought he was going to be. He has had these times where he's kind of uh, uh, vanished in games. Didn't look good on Monday night. Um, maybe he bounces back, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss a big game for Odell Beckham. But right, as it sits right now, I'm not very high on Odell Beckham. I like Jarvis Landry a little more in that game um, if I'm picking between the two wide receivers. Absolutely love Tyler Lockett in that same game against the Cleveland Browns uh, banged-up secondary. I think Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson could be a nice combination this week. Um, absolutely loved Lockett. I think he's a, uh, in, in a prime spot for the Seattle Seahawks. If I'm looking at the top tier, obviously Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, fantastic talents. I think they are both in bounce-back spots. If I'm picking between the two, I think it's DeAndre Hopkins. I think Hopkins is in a smash spot. I think we finally see Hopkins put up that ceiling game, that Excuse me, that monster game by DeAndre Hopkins after Will Fuller's game last week. I think it's time for Hopkins to eat, and I think he does it this week against a Kansas City defense that both teams are likely going to put up plenty of points. Give me Hopkins, but I also do like Julio Jones as well. As we talked about, that Arizona defense is not very good. Julio Jones is a matchup nightmare for anybody. Had a down game last week. Again, I think he's going to bounce back as well. If you can fit Jones and Hopkins in your lineup, I think you're doing it right. Going to definitely try to get both those wide receivers in my GPP lineup because I think they both are in smash spots. But if I'm picking between the two, I think Hopkins is my pick for GPP. Maybe Julio a little more in cash games in my opinion. Talked about Adam Thielen going up against a bad Philadelphia defense that gives up monster games to that wide receiver ones. Love Adam Thielen to, to kind of return the same value that he had last week. Got in the end zone a couple times last week. I can't, I can't say he's going to do it again this week, but there's no saying that he can't do it either. Eagles give up big games. I like Thielen quite a bit this week against the Eagles defense. Tyler Lockett, we talked about Tyler Lockett. I like Tyler Boyd as well, uh, the, the, uh, the Bengals passing game. I may not like uh, Andy Dalton in, in this game, but I do like Tyler Boyd. I do like Joe Mixon a little bit against Baltimore Ravens. If they're going to hang with the Ravens, I think the Ravens are going to put up quite a few points on Cincinnati. So they're going to have to kind of stay, uh, stay pace with them. 
The reason why I don't like Andy Dalton is because I like other options, but I think Boyd is a fantastic play on uh, for a wide receiver this week against a Baltimore Ravens banged-up secondary as well. Terry McLaurin, if he's healthy, I think he has a nice game against a bad Miami Dolphins defense. But again, then again, the Washington-Miami game's not a very fun game to watch. Who's going to be able to lose this game? Who's playing for the number one overall pick last week, next year? But I do think McLaurin can have a solid game against the Miami Dolphins' bad defense. Talked about Stephon Diggs. I think Diggs is in for a kind of a bounce back bounce back game. I think I think he's not going to have these kind of games all year. He's not going to be this uh, quiet all year. One of those breakout games is happening. I can definitely see it happening against the Philadelphia and that bad pasty. Not very high on much of the Philadelphia um, wide receivers, but I do love Zach Ertz when we get to tight ends a little later. Um, I just don't like to target uh, Minnesota's secondary. With their receivers, I just just one of my codes. I think they have a very good defense, very good pass rush, and a nice co- uh, corner combinations there in Minnesota. If I'm looking at the Rams, I, I'm likely uh, Cup is obviously my number one, but I think behind that is going to be Robert Woods. I think Woods is in for a nice game as well. And again, I'm more 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 likely to look at the Rams passing game than I am the rushing game. So I do like Cup and Woods both quite a bit against the 49ers. Michael Gallup looks like he's healthy from the injury. The, the injury they had had done had some work done where he missed a couple games last week. Had a fantastic game. Both Gallup and Amari Cooper are fine options against the Jets. But again, if I'm picking between the Cowboys passing game or the rushing attack with Ezekiel Elliott, give me Elliott. But I'm not saying that you can't go Gallup. Amari Cooper in that passing game for your GPPs. They obviously have GPP winning upside in that game. As for the Jags, uh, we talked about the Jags and the New Orleans Saints game being kind of a sneaky shootout game. If I'm picking between the wide receivers and I love one of these wide receivers more than the other one, I'm not going to be going much Shark. I think the Lattimore coverage is going to be going to Shark. Lattimore was able to hold Mike Evans uh, down last week. I think he kind of keeps Shark under control. That's going to open things up for D.D. Westbrook. I like D.D. Westbrook this week to have a decent game against New Orleans defense as long as he is able to avoid the Lattimore coverage, which I think is going to happen. I think he's going to be on Shark more than he is Westbrook. So give me Westbrook, and I do like Westbrook quite a bit if that's the case. If we talk about the Broncos, um, Court and Sutton, he's, he's uh, put up some nice games last couple weeks. Uh, Tennessee Titans do have a very good run defense. They're pretty good against, pass, against the pass as well, but I think Sutton has uh, big playability every time he steps on the field. I do like Sutton for his price this week against Tennessee Titans. Um, I'm, I'm not too high on Emmanuel Sanders. I think Sanders is much more of a, a cash game play than he is a GPP play. So give me Sanders for a cash game play. Give me Sutton for a GPP play if you're looking at the Broncos wide receivers. Next up, if we look at tight ends, this is where I'm likely going to be spending up this week. I, I, I think I like Kelsey. I like Zach Ertz. And I like George Kittle. I like all three of the top talents up there at the tight end position. I think all three can have monster games. As we talked about Ertz, I'm not high on the receivers there in Philadelphia, but I think Ertz can have a solid game against that Minnesota's uh, linebackers and safeties. Yes, the Vikings have a pretty good defense, but they are very average against covering the tight ends. Absolutely love Zach Ertz this week. George Kittle bounced back last week to a nice uh, nice game. I think he duplicates that, ma- that, that nice game last week and continues on against a Rams defense that has been struggling to start the year. Travis Kelsey, what can, what can we say about Travis Kelsey? He's one of, if not the best tight end in football. Love Kelsey. That game's going to be a high-scoring shootout, and we know that Kelsey is going to have plenty of opportunities in that game against the Houston Texans. If you're not looking to spend up at the position, I was very high on Chris Herndon. 
um, coming into the week, but it sounds like he's suffering from a hamstring injury. That's going to take me off of him this week. Um, just want to see how that hamstring injury, and if it's an injury that, that's happened throughout the week, that's kind of worrisome because we might see him being limited or maybe not in play if that's an injury that just started to happen. And those hamstring injuries are never ones to kind of take lightly. So as much as I did like Hernan coming into the week, I am going to stay away from him just right now until we hear that maybe that hamstring injury isn't as bad as it is or want to see what he does this week against the Cowboys. Cowboys do give up decent games to the tight end position. So that's kind of why I was on Herndon. Kind of stinks that he does have that hamstring injury. So I'm, going to, I'm keeping an eye on him. But if I'm not going to go Herndon, I do like, as I talked about earlier, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, the tight end for Cleveland. They brought him in with the injury to Najoku. I do think uh, Seals-Jones can have a decent game against the Seattle defense, who does give up decent games to the tight end position. But if we're looking at starting a tight end against a defense we are obviously going to be looking at Austin Hooper very popular play not only has Hooper had a solid start to the season he's going against possibly the the worst defense covering tight ends in Arizona Arizona's put up uh given up big gains from tight end positions against the uh, against the Cardinals defense so I think Hooper is not only going to be a popular play but I think he's going to be able to pay off that salary so if you're looking to, to avoid the chalk I don't know if I'd use that and avoid Hooper I just think that the matchup is too juicy to avoid I think I may be eating the chalk with Hooper if I don't go with one of the top three tight end options this week in the main slate That'll do it for today. Um, a little long-winded. Hopefully this helps you guys kind of get a start to the DFS week. Our, my articles will have a little more uh, in-depth detail about what I'm looking at. Right now it's just kind of a, an, an idea of where I'm looking at. As I talked about, Houston to Kansas City games will be very popular. New Orleans, Jacksonville, Seattle, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Atlanta, Arizona. And maybe we can even look at the Philadelphia-Minnesota game as being sneaky shootouts. Obviously, Atlanta-Arizona is not really a sneaky shootout, but it's not going to be as highly owned as the Houston-Kansas City. But of those games, I believe that the Houston-Kansas City is going to be the most popular, followed by Atlanta-Arizona. So maybe sprinkle in some Seattle-Cleveland, New Orleans-Jacksonville, Cincinnati-Baltimore, and maybe even a little Philadelphia-Minnesota. That's my first look at DFS this week. Hopefully you have a fantastic rest of the week. Podcast on Friday will be our game-by-game breakdown where we break down each and every game, kind of give you my plays for that game. And if you want more of a detailed look into those each and games, we do our article on comes out on sat, by Saturday mornings where we break down each and every game of the weekend slate, give you my plays for DFS season long, where I'm looking at starting players uh, for each of those games and how I think those games are going to go, go out. So if you're looking for more detailed, check out that article for both season-long and DFS members. And if you've not checked out our, mem- our, our membership for DFS or season-long, we have weekly and full season packages available. Website is www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. We also have our mastermind chat. Once again, it's uh, season-long, full season, weekly, monthly, whatever way you want to start out that, uh, that mastermind chat. Perfect opportunity for you to talk questions about trades, roster construction. Maybe you need to look at your roster, see what kind of direction you need to know. Do you need to make a move? Are you doing the right thing? That's what Mastermind Chat is all about. That and much more. If you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram. We'll, we'll answer. If you're on the fence on any kind of packages, uh, hit us up. We'll uh, talk about why, why go with that package, um, why it's a good package for you. We can do that and, and much more. Have a great day. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at FansportsGenius, Instagram, at FantasyFootball, underscore Genius, underscore. Have a great day and dominate those leagues. Have a fantastic rest of your week.